Hey, everybody, welcome, welcome to the Other Page Radio, the first show in 23. And it's all about doing better in 23 than 22. We can't look back. It's 22 is all gone. And we are blessed to be involved in a new year. And from the Other Page Radio and your host here, Haywood Fennell Sr., I wish all of my listeners and all their friends to get this message. May you have a healthy and prosperous and spiritually involved night 2023. Don't look back, look forward. Everything in the back is gone, and now we got 23 to do what we didn't do in 22. WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station, welcomes you to the other page radio to talk about some issues in our community that we as a community can resolve ourselves. We don't want 23 to be a year of just complaining and using that energy to complain and not converted to solution-driven thoughts and actions. That's what we're going to talk about for the rest of the year. Not complaining, solution-driven strategies that will bring our communities together to improve all of our lives, not just some lives, but all of our lives. 23, 2023, the year of inclusion. 2023, the year for inclusion. For too long, we've been excluded and overlooked and underlooked. And we're going to make 23 one of those years that we look straight in the eyes of each other and work together to improve our surroundings, to improve ourselves, to improve our community. And that is certainly going to be the case for the most misrepresented group who wore the uniform, took the oath, left the country, doing things to keep other peoples free, and upon their return, they were disoriented, disrespected, forgotten, promises made to them that were never realized. I'm talking about those that wore the United States military uniform. I'm talking about the veteran. Thank you so much, veterans, for your service. We appreciate you. We're going to work through this radio station, the other page radio, to get people educated, to empower them, to change policies that have too long left us in the dark corners. This is time to recognize those that have served this country. It is time to recognize the issues and the problems that they have as a direct result of being United States veterans. Men and women have served this country with honor, and the United States government has used them, abused them, and now it's time for us to turn the tables. 2023, set us free. That's all we want to do is be at the table and not on the table as in lunch. 
it is time for our elected officials to come forth with some thoughts and some sincerity to do some of the things that we need to get done for our veterans. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. I want to give you one more. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Later on in the program, I plan to play those two PSAs. Get your pencil, you know, if you're interested. I'm going to play them again. Right now, I want to just thank BNN Media, sponsors this show, for Triad Veterans League. I want to thank them for seeing the need to have a program that focuses on those that have served, namely the United States veterans. And I don't want you to think that whatever I say is something that uh, BNN Media is sponsoring or supports. You know, I have to take responsibility and be very careful what I say when I'm talking about the veteran because we don't want people to think that we are not honoring our veterans when we talk about the issues that need to be addressed. We are in a mess when it comes to our veterans. I've been watching them trying to uh, elect or choose a Speaker of the House since the Republicans are in majority there over there now for the last couple of days, including today, uh, trying to uh, vote somebody in to take on the leadership of the United States uh, Congress who uh, approves finances for uh, everything, foreign affairs, in the country, whatever. It's got to go through the Congress. What I'd like to see, I'd like to see some real attention paid to the returning veterans and have a a a uniformed guide that's refunded when it needs to be, maybe not like the $45 billion that they approved for the people in the Ukraine to continue a war. But there is a war going on with our veterans and getting the resources made available for what they need and for their families. Myself, I came back undiagnosed as a lot of other veterans to find out that I had some issues 
that needed to be addressed. And I struggled with those issues without even knowing that I had an issue until I began to turn my life around after finding out through self-indulgence that I didn't, I didn't have a clue about how I became an addict after getting out of the military. I went through some things in the military that I thought were normal, but they weren't. And my trying to address those issues that were still with me after I got my honorable discharge from the United States Army for almost six years of service, alcohol didn't work. Marijuana didn't work. All of the drugs didn't work. They worked me to become an active addict. Going in and out of jails, a lot of fails that caused my family and I to break up. I wasn't able to cope. My wife wasn't able to cope. My children wasn't able to cope. And I'm not the only veteran that this happened to. I don't know how they discharge our veterans today, but I wonder if they have in place some diagnostic centers that work with veterans that are on the brink of becoming alcoholics, addicts in other forms. I wonder if they've ever thought about doing that or if they're doing that because they sure wasn't doing it when I was when I got out. I became a mess. I was out of it and I spent almost 30 years almost 30 years meeting other addicts that were veterans but would not admit those times sometimes that they were veterans. We were off getting high and trying to get by, and it was so awful. And do you know what? Today, Right now, there are some men and women who have served in the United States military and have what we call good paper, meaning they, they have benefits. And there are some that don't have benefits because of their behavior issues that cause them to get what is called bad paper, bad conduct discharges, and the loss of benefits. Because of substance abuse. You got to understand that the United States of America had a big drug problem, not just in the military, but in the country, and they came about with a diagnosis after doing a lot of research that substance abuse behavior was 
and is treatable. Treatable. And that allowed those veterans that got bad conduct discharges that use drugs or abuse drugs to apply for their benefits. All the services, health care, mental health care, job opportunities, pensions, a whole smorgasbord of benefits as a direct result of reclassifying substance abuse as a behavior that could be treated. And people had a better chance of learning how to cope because some mental health stresses such as PTSD, they don't just go away. They stick around a while. They're in your dreams. They're in your thoughts. They're everywhere. But we are working on it. And we began to understand our value that we didn't do anything wrong by representing the United States and doing things in the name of patriotism or in the name of democracy, that we as African-American veterans still have not received. Nope. One of these shows, I'm going to bring in some veterans, hopefully soon, to talk about the the disparities and the needs for our veterans, particularly in our community. Got to run right back to the situation in the Ukraine and other countries that get United States dollars in the billions and the millions we need to have in Roxbury, where this studio is located, a comprehensive veteran service center and housing unit to begin to bring in those veterans that are in places that are unhealthy for them and provide the necessary services that they need to include mental health, substance abuse, Issues. Substance abuse is treatable. I have 28 years of living a substance abuse free life. The veterans have an opportunity to get the Veterans Administration to look at how we need to be treated if we organize. And I want to thank the Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Cheryl Poppy. And I want to thank Aaron Murphy, City Council at Large for City of Boston, as well as Robert Santiago, the Commissioner of Veterans Services for the City of Boston, for what they are trying to do to raise the level of importance when it comes to serving our veterans. 
and their families. And I say because families, I say families because families become codependent when their husbands or their wives come back and they are all out of shape emotionally to make the adjustments immediately from getting out of the service and going back into the community and going back into the homes. These people that I identified should be contacted if you have issues with your veteran relative. United States is, I mean, the uh, city of Boston is represented by Robert Santiago. His office is on Hawkins Street. Cheryl Poppy, she's downtown in the State House. And there's one more. The mayor's office is definitely a place for us to go and get information as to what it is that we can do to help our veterans. 857-204-5312. That's me. These numbers are to be used, not left aside, getting dusty. While you get rusty, still trying to figure it all out, when if you need help, you got to ask for it. So today on my show in 2023, <clears throat> I'm asking that our veterans be supported <clears throat> across the board. That's what I'm asking you all to do. I'm asking you to remember the veterans are not pawns, that the young men, young women who raise their hands, all bright-eyed, to serve our country. Whether they were in combat or not, they were affected by the war dynamic, supporting the war, hearing the stories, seeing the news, going through things in situations in other countries that may not be directly involved, racist attacks that happen in the military. It's happening today. We need to pick ourselves up. We need to address our issues and be more respectful of our veterans, particularly veterans of color. And for these veterans that are working in the community, like Robert Edwards over there at Whittier Street Community Health Center. And Whittier Street Community Health Center has made arrangements for our veterans. Call 617-427-1000. If you don't want to go to the VA, you can go there. They can give you some sensitive treatment. They are culturally competent and they understand what's going on, and why it was important for them to decide to put a program in place for our veterans. It is time for people to wake up and don't smell the coffee, drink the coffee, because our veterans need you. On the other hand, I find that they are veterans 
who are in positions and are influencers because of those positions, who have these educations that place them in different places, higher places, but they're not speaking to the needs of their comrades, of their brothers and their sisters in a manner that is forthcoming and forceful. See, we can't go around like meowing like little cats. We got to roar like a lion to get attention and to get results. We are veterans. We know this, but we don't do that. We seem to have an in, an indifference towards the plight of our veterans. I got mine. Let them get theirs the best way that they can. Will not work. We are in this together, and we have to remember that. If veterans fight with a finger, they won't win. But if they move together like a fist, we will get the results that we require for services rendered. Now, 2023 is here. Folks at the Veterans and Friends Committee for the General Edward O. Gordon statue are looking forward to erecting the statue in Roxbury directly across the street from Station 2. The park has been reconfigurated for this monument that is a testament to a black man that was a an exceptional leader and became a general in the Massachusetts National Guard after he was discharged from the military while he served as the first Superior Court judge in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Edward O. Gordine, G-O-U-R-D-I-N, Gordine, graduated from Harvard Law School, was a silver medal winner in the Olympics during World War II, I believe, a leader in the legal sense that he was a federal assistant district attorney as well. He did a lot of things. And so this park, while it has his, his name, also commemorates the services and sacrifices of the African-American veteran from the American Revolution up until today. And it will become a place for people to come and see the statue. And there's some other markings there that will bring people around what it is that being a black veteran in America means. They didn't want to give us any weapons. Going back to the American Revolution, they said we couldn't fight. And we proved them all wrong throughout the times that we stood, fell, died for this country. 
We were in France. We were in Italy. We were in England. We were in North Africa. We were in Iwo Jima. We were everywhere carrying that weapon, sacrificing our lives. And they were manipulating black veterans and putting them on the front lines of combat in an out-of-proportion numbers. So we paid a big price, and now we get very little in terms of benefits for our service. We're not looking for equality. We're looking for the moral responsibility of taking responsibility for what has happened to our veterans. There is no need for our veterans to not have places to live. And we have a lot of veterans in these isolated places and shooting galleries and all of those things, and we're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to have that. And you turn to the elected officials, and I got to tell you, some of them are shameful, and they know they are. They will actually come to you in your times of need, which is all the time if you're a veteran, and tell you that they're going to do something, that they recognize the need of veterans getting the services and their families getting the services and promise that if you take your vote and you vote for them, they'll see that it gets done. I'm on the radio. I can't say what I really want to say. But you better stop that. You better become a little more truthful in 2023. And do something for our veterans. Except smile in their faces and give them these fake promises. The other page radio, WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. That's where I'm at today. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston 2023. That's me. I'm really grateful today. You know, I want to move away from the dreary stuff and talk about the promise of the Oscar Michelle Family Theater program. And uh, before I get to that, just let me replay these PCAs, please. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. 
If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Back again to the other page radio. You know, uh, I just can't get over this, you know, uh, Flyhead Veterans League is uh, an innovative program with some veterans and uh, volunteer veterans. And we have organized over the last 25 years a theater program. Yeah. It's called the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company. Our 25th year of celebrating came in 2022, which was last year. And we perform a production called The Harlem Renaissance Revisited with a Gospel Flavor. On November the 12th and the 13th, we were at Roxbury Community College, where we performed, and we dedicated the performance to our veterans. And we wanted to go, you know, like on November the 11th, but it was a holiday, and the school was closed. But I'm here to tell you, that was a collaborative performance that included uh, some services uh, from Berkeley College of Music, the Department of of Africana Music Studies. Uh, the choreography was done by Stages Cultural Art Center out of um, Randolph. The cast, they were from different places. Some have been in our program as long as 20 years. And the people that came, they really enjoyed it. But let me let you know what... I think was key. And that was the participation and support services provided by BNN Media, who did a video of the performance that you can see on their channels. That right there was like a leap, you know, somebody leaped 10 feet in the air that's how I felt that that collaboration, that service increased our production values many times. And we are now looking forward to going out into greater areas and perform this play about our history, which is not a mystery. It is about American history. Specifically, this production was about the Harlem Renaissance. If you know anything about culture, history in America, music in America, you know that the Harlem Renaissance set precedent. It broke doors down where we were not allowed to go in simply because of our skin color. We believed in ourselves then. We believe in ourselves now. And these veterans came together, a few of them, and we now are working 
in a situation where we will be able to reach out this summer and offer teaching of basic theater, of dance, and of voice. With that in mind, we are going to help develop the talent that people have and don't, don't know how to use it. And we're going to do some things in our community because veterans, listen to me, veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. The Other Page Radio, I'm here and we are at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. And I just want to thank all of the casts that were involved or still involved in the company because that is what we're known as the company for being so gracious and sharing your talents to bring this production to our community and looking forward to working with you as we begin to do the infrastructure development for our theater company with a workforce development portion wherein we will have one of our veterans who's also a theater technician work with the cast and teach them about sound, about audio, about lighting, about technical things that deal with having a full-fledged production. People come and audition and don't make the cut. We don't want to send them away. We want to bring them in and teach them the technical aspects of what community-based theater could be and will be as we move forward and under the mantle of the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company. We have a lot of bragging rights. We have performed at Boston College, UMass Boston, Northeastern University, Roxbury Community College, Clark University, Worcester State University, Springfield College, a couple of the schools, and have done some work in the community. And we have had one, two, three former cast members, one on Broadway, one in Hollywood, and one the head of a choreographed uh, unit that has traveled the United States. And this was done by veterans coming together, working with the vision of creating a community-based theater program in a company founded by yours truly, Haywood Fennell, the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company. We're here to stay because we know the way to show our value. Veterans that served in the military are not all combat veterans. They have skills. They want to be involved, but it seems as though the basic services that we need to get them back into the mainstream have been forgotten and overlooked. So we want you to contact those people that I was talking about, including the mayor's office, Michelle Wu, and ask them, how do we help our veterans? 
We need to be more mindful of our responsibility to each other because we are our brothers and sisters' keepers. You can't just wave them off. They left, like I said before, you know, all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready to do whatever needs to be done, whatever they were told to do, and they did it. And what did they get? What did we get coming back? We got people that have emotional instability problems. And they tried to treat their own selves. Physician treating the physician. They went deeper in the hole and became addicted, many of them. A lot of ideations around suicide. And we don't need that. We need to embrace our veterans. We need to make sure that they're being taken care of. We can no longer just sit back and act like it didn't happen. War is happening right now. And we don't want war in our communities anymore. We must turn our attention to these elected officials and ask them what do they think that they are doing coming around election time and have not delivered the goods for the veterans. Deliver the goods in our neighborhood for our veterans. Some people that serve in the military, if you ask them if they were in the military, they'll tell you no because they are ashamed. I know my uncles were in the military. A couple of them went to college under the GI Bill. And it was a time of great joy when my brother was in the ROTC at a and University, and he got his lieutenant boss. But out of frustration and aggravation, he became a captain, could have been a major, and resigned his commission. One uncle did 32 years in the military. I was going to stay in, but I ran into some situations that were unbelievable, and it affected my desire to be a career military soldier. A lot of people did that. They went in and served and came out, and they were very bitter. But that's a waste of energy, being bitter. But I was on the bitter train for quite some time before I was able to get off that. And now my bitterness has changed, and I am an advocate for improved veteran services and education around what veterans need to get back into a normal life setting. There is no reason, none at all, for the United States of America to have the number of homeless veterans, veterans living with disparities after serving this country that they were born in. We leave them out in the cold. 
what is happening to our elder veterans that are home alone and have uh, not just ideations, but also have touches of Alzheimer's. How do we get them to the doctor? Who's in charge of these services that are needed in our community for our veterans? We need to have an institution, not just the VA in West, uh, West Roxbury and Jamaica Plain, because their dynamics of services to the veterans is changing or has changed. I wish you could go over there to the back of the main building in West, in, I mean, in Jamaica Plain, over there on Huntington Avenue, and see the unit that they have for substance abuse treatment, also known as detox. I wish you could see that building. And it's been there for quite some time. You should go and see that. It's depressing. And I'm willing to bet you that our elected officials on the local level have not been there. So what they do, what they do is like this, right? They exclude and say this is veteran services. <clears throat> so the veterans can take care of their own. No, we are our own. We belong to the community. And people seem to <clears throat> excuse me, not understand that. That's why I need you to understand what I'm saying to you and why you need to share this information and see if we become solution-driven and not talk about the problem all the time. Now, we can talk about the problem all day, but I just want to let you know we have a problem, but it is a problem <clears throat> that we can change. Folks, it's almost wrap-up time, and uh, I just want to say again that it is 2023, and I'm glad to be a part of it. And I'm glad that you're a part of it. And I hope that your life will improve and your health will improve if it's not perfect now or good. I was sitting here clearing my throat, you know, and I uh, had a bout with that um, COVID over a month ago. So there's some lingering effects from that. And if you have not gotten your shot, I mean, this thing is no joke. We got to look out for our health in 2023, you know, and understand that together we can, alone we can't. Veterans need you, and we are going to stand and command and demand that we be treated better that resources be made available for our veterans and their families, that they should not have to live in transitional settings, you know, uh, because this is a country of wealth. Anytime you can get another country who hasn't served the way that veterans have served their own country, and you can discuss an amount of money in the billions, you can send some stuff up on the moon, but you can't do nothing on the ground for veterans. 
see how much money they're spending for the space program. They bringing back old space programs going up on the moon to see how they can stay on the moon and live on the moon while veterans live in the street in America. Just check that. I mean, you know, this is how they think it. If it wasn't for the veterans serving this country in foreign lands, there would be no space program. Because we might not have won the wars that we won. We might not be the United States of America if it wasn't for the veterans. And people just take veterans for granted. And they tell you, oh, no, no, we didn't do that. But when somebody gets up and believes that their life is important, but we'll give it up and have done that. And if they have any children, their children don't get anything. And if they do get something, you got to fight for it. Do we have to fight our government? in ways of demanding to take care of our veterans? Veterans shouldn't be living in shelters that don't look like shelters. They should have homes, apartments, treatment facilities in their community, compassion, understanding. You give somebody a gun and tell them to go out there and shoot somebody that's never done anything to you but live in another country, you decided that that person is a threat to the freedom of the United States, and then we end up going over there, damaging their country, damaging their ecology, and coming back with mental instability situations. Better stop treating veterans any old way. That's all I can tell you. There's some morals involved here. So I want to say to the veteran, you know, be resourceful. Don't give up. Don't give in. Believe in yourself and the services that you gave to this country was worthy of you being respected and worthy of you getting the help that you need and others that are in position to provide that help have not given you. We're not going to hate them, but we're not going to wait on them. Because some way, if we stick together, we'll be able to solve these issues of inequality and these paradigms of disparity that they have created and make us seem as though we don't belong. We do belong. We carried the gun. We carried the flag. We died. We suffer now. And we're tired. It's been a program that's brought to you by Triad Veterans League. This has been the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. Again, I want to wish you and your family a happy 2023. And like I said, veterans are to be honored, not scorned, not used as pawns, but remembered as American citizens who were prepared to die and did die because they tried to keep this country free from the enemy, whoever that might be. Thank you so much, and have a great year.